Welcome everyone to another episode of King Truth Podcast. Um, it has been a while since I've recorded an episode. Um, there's a lot that has been going on and I will get into that um, in another episode. But it's nothing bad, actually good. Um, but like I said, I'll get into that in another episode. But what I wanted to do was uh, make this episode because it was something that I actually wrote about in class and I thought that it would be a interesting topic to talk about. So a few studies that I've been looking at of the news media and the coverage of missing people um, discovered that African-American missing person cases are underrepresented at a higher rate than when placed side by side to national rates. Missing women of color were found to be significantly underrepresented when covered in the news. And the media has set this criteria of who receives coverage um, when it comes to missing person reports. And it fits the description of pretty much white girls. Um, In this research, uh, the evidence that I'm going to show or speak on will show the discrepancies of this phenomenon that a lot of people haven't heard of called the missing white woman syndrome. And what was discovered in me doing the research for this uh, paper and for this podcast is how race and gender bias is a factor in how missing black girls and women are covered in today's news coverage. Um, African-American women are trapped in this um, intersection and it's framed by the, by this intersectionality of being a woman and a person of color. Um, Stereotypes also come into play when it comes to the coverage as well. And it is important that we talk about this because this is a matter of life and death. Um, If more girls receive, if more black girls receive the same coverage as white girls, then their lives may be saved at a higher rate. Um, Missing black girls' lives matter just as much as missing white girls' lives. Um, And the media needs needs to show that. Um, So, here's a little um, introduction. So, Elizabeth Smart, Natalie Holloway, Kaylee Anthony. I'm pretty sure y'all have heard these names. Um, And these are just a few names that are infamous among missing girls that has garnered a magnitude of media coverage over the years. Uh, They were important to their families and missed dearly. 
But however, their white bodies allow the media and society to matter in ways that is never realized by black women that are missing at the same time. And this has led to the disparity of the coverage of missing person reports between black girls and white girls in the media. Whenever a black girl goes missing, who cares about their lives? There are approximately 64,000 black women missing in the U.S. today, but they are never the center of attention like missing white women. An example, Lacey Peterson, who was a young white woman who was coming to the end of her pregnancy, went missing and a media storm arose and her story became top news. At the same time, Latoya Figueroa went missing and she was also pregnant. But unlike Lacey Peterson, no one knows her name. With her being black and unmarried, it made her seem unworthy of the same coverage. The discrepancies in news media coverage and racial gender bias has to be placed under a microscope and examined for the unequal coverage of missing black girls. So my question is, do missing black women's lives really matter? This is a question that deserves to be investigated a little deeper. When the media is looked at and how these disappearances are covered, there's clearly a, dis a discrepancy by the media and law enforcement. Anytime a white girl goes missing, their images, story, and the search is constantly broadcasted across the airwaves. But when a black girl goes missing, it is not treated the same way. And why is that? Why does law enforcement consider black girls runaways when they go missing, but white girls are treated as, mi as missing person cases? Now, black women experience exceptional pressures based on crossing paths of their race and gender. There are ample amounts of interdisciplinary sources that addresses the double jeopardy that black women face while dealing with racism and sexism in their lives. By studying black women's encounters with intersection of racial and gender uh, microaggressions, there is a better understanding of the intersectionality of race and gender for black women. Uh, this approach was explored in an article that was published in the Counseling Psychologist Journal. And in this article, the author, the author wrote um, from a psychological perspective, but utilized some concepts from sociology. And they were looking at the sociological impacts of racial gender microaggressions towards black women. Now, racial microaggressions are subtle and everyday slights and insults that can include insensitive comments based on, a, on an array of racial assumptions about criminality, intelligence, culture values, citizenship, as well as the minimization 
or denial of the racialized experience of people of color. The author argues that black women face microaggressions based on their race and gender in society and stereotypes like the Jezebel or the angry black woman plays a part in the views of, of black women. This sub theme represents uh, gendered racial microaggressions where African-American women reported feeling ecstasized or sexualized by men in school, the workplace, or social settings. Ever since the time of slavery, black women have been stereotyped as Jezebels by society. And this stereotype means that black women are hypersexual and seduces men with their sexuality. And this stereotype compounds how media and law enforcement views black women. The intersection of race and gender affects how black women are viewed in society and have effects of how they are viewed in the media. Whether if it's the angry black woman or Jezebel, these images have psychological impacts on media and society towards black women. Participants feel that they are being objectified based on the sexualized stereotypes that exist about black women. Explicit images of how black women are portrayed in music and entertainment does not ease the feeling of being objectified. Now, in another article that was published in the Journal of Negro Education, uh, the writers discuss intersectionality and how the many themes of marginality influence black women's existence in the workplace and in confidence with structural oppression in order to regulate their capacity in society. This article um, touches on the intersection of race, gender, and sex and how it shapes the media and law enforcement and how they treat uh, how it shapes the media and law enforcement's treatment towards missing black girls and women. Neither the legal system nor the media has provided ample attention, resources, or resolution for the families of missing black women and girls. This is a vital effect on black, this has a vital effect on black women that have gone missing. And it's not, and it's not coincidence that there is a lack of coverage from the media from law or from law enforcement when it comes to missing black girls. It is reflective of dominant structures rooted in white, patriarchal, uh, hegemonic ideologies that operate to silence black women's voices and experience. Um, and another article that I um, looked at that was published in William & Mary Journal of Race um, it had, they talked about the impact that the missing white woman syndrome has on minorities worldwide. Um, they used an example from John Stewart, and he brought awareness to this issue in one of his routines by declaring that TV, why? times minutes of media coverage minus family income times a, uh, abductee cuteness and skin 
abducting cuteness plus skin color plus length of abduction times media savvy of grieving parents is the official formula for an indication of how much media airtime a missing child might receive. Even though this was seen as a joke on late night TV, John Stewart was making a point to explain these disparities in the media towards black women. With certain laws and policies that are on the books, it makes it seem as if they are causing the lack of coverage that is given to missing black women. And it shows that there's a lack of respect that is shown towards them. Black people are shown in the news mostly in cases of being the offender, but not as the victims of crime. And the deficiency of reporting of missing persons give the impression of matching the same trends. So according to the FBI data in 2013, black people made up 28.3% of federal arrests and 21.8% of victims of crime reported by the BJS in 2017. Now there's three different, wa- three different ways that race and gender plays a part in recovering missing children. The first way is that the disparities media coverage of missing children who are white and missing children who aren't white. Race and gender differences in the likelihood and intensity of media coverage and public attention with non-African American girls receiving a disproportionate share. The second way is how African American families are at such a socioeconomic disadvantage that it limits the resources available for these families. Resources of parents, neighborhoods, and police to mobilize search efforts may improve recovery chances, but such resources will will convey with the race of missing children, with African Americans having the least, and black households in the United States in 2010 had a medium income of $32,000 in contrast to the medium income of $53,000 among non-black households, with 27% of black households living in poverty compared to 14% non-blacks. The third way is how some irrelevant influences have an impact on the police, such as victims' race and gender. The amount of law individuals receive is positively determined by their status in society. Applied to missing children, the prediction becomes that law enforcement places less effort in the recovery of girls and black children than of boys and white children. How this country has a racially socioeconomic class hierarchy is evident all over different institutions in America where poor children of color have the saddest outcomes on all quality of life indicators. They are diminished in comparison to upper-class white society. And the lack of reporting on missing brown and black women and girls in America continues to expose how black lives don't matter in this country. There are over 60,000 women of color missing in in this country. 
and when there's no national coverage of any of them, and when we can name white women and girls who go missing, but can't name one woman of color, it exposes who is valued in this country and who is not. There's plenty of research that shows that white people are more likely to appear in the news as victims of violent crimes than minorities. The phenomenon of missing, the phenomenon of the missing white woman syndrome is explored deeper in this article that I uh, came across that was published in the Electronic News Journal. The missing white woman syndrome is where news outlets report more extensively on missing person cases that involve young, conventionally attractive, middle to upper class white women. Again, there are prominent examples of this phenomenon like Natalie Holloway, Kaylee Anthony, Elizabeth Smart, John Benet Ramsey, and Stacey Peterson. These stories are well known because of the massive media coverage that they garnered during their disappearances. Perhaps less well-known names like Latoya Figueroa, Tamika Huston, Evelyn Fernandez, and Jahis Shockley. Each of these women went missing in circumstances similar to the more famous women who received extensive news coverage, but none of them fit the profile that has become mandatory in order for news organizations to pick up on the story and cover it around the clock. The profile that prevents these women and others like them from being covered needed, from getting the coverage needed are race, sex, age, socioeconomic status, and how attractive they are. The visual framing of missing women of color can play an important part in the response to find these individuals. Framing can give meaning to stories and facts that might otherwise go unnoticed. Now over half of the 800,000 missing children in America uh, in reports from 2002 only were made up of boys and minorities but most of the coverage went to missing white children, especially white girls. Socially, this can pose a problem that shouldn't be. Finding all children is a top priority and race and gender should not play a part in that. However, if a particular segment of missing children gets more news coverage than others and thereby has a greater chance of being found, there's a potential flaw in the journalistic process. In media, Racial bias has been a hot topic for some time. A viewer of news media or a reader of newsprint can get an idea of who the story is about based on the racial bias that appears in news stories. African Americans and Hispanics are overrepresented as criminals, whereas white individuals are overrepresented as victims in television news coverage. This is relevant to how media covers missing children who are black and female compared to white and female. A factor in this bias can be explained by the lack of diversity in the newsrooms of these news organizations. Organizations like CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and many of the local news sources are still predominantly white. And journalists who have been socialized and educated in such a context will be more likely 
to take a white perspective in news events than they would a minority perspective. And many of the reporters have never had a black experience or was raised with a black perspective. The news media is a business, and I understand that. And they tend to report on stories that will bring in viewers in order to make a profit. Missing women and girls gain more media coverage than any other stories in the news. Even if a national disaster happens, the stories that garner more coverage is missing persons. Almost all media latch onto mega cases in which a newsworthy woman or girl disappears because these cases enjoy relative longevity and elicit a very strong response. It seems that these news organizations have placed white women and girls into a category that belongs to them and everyone else is placed in a separate one. This is how the idea of missing white woman syndrome came about because of how the news media would cover missing white women and white girls. African Americans tally 207,394, roughly 33.84% of missing persons, according to the FBI. This is more, this more than doubles the representation of the population, which is 13.31%, according to the Census Bureau from 2018. Yet many sources documents how missing white individuals receive an excessively high stake of media coverage compared to black people. This discrepancy has an irreparable effect on how society sees these cases of missing persons. A society, reality becomes dominant in the media after various news sources disseminate the same information. When this occurs, Consumers are unindated by the same constructed message over and over. By this representation of the medium of missing black women compared to missing white women, it gives an image that missing black women's lives are not as important. Now, I've discovered that the media coverage is disproportionately based towards white women. And that's what this episode is about. And these findings hold even when accounting for how often different racial groups are actually victimized by crime. In other words, white people overrepresent and minorities underrepresent in news coverage that cannot be explained by differences in real world victimization rates. Based on other research and reports, it is shown that the media reports on the different racial groups differently. White women are more likely to be emphasized of news uh, reporting compared to their numbers among missing persons. Even white women is a third of the general population, even though white women are a third of the general population, half of the articles that I found in my research are just about white females alone. Now, the racial and gender bias in the news coverage of missing black women has an unprecedented impact 
on the recovery and return to safety of these women. If you studying the media and looking at sociology, those are the most relevant um, aspects to use to do this research. When studying the media, it gives an insight into how the media works and how the media picks the stories for their news coverage. It can also be used to examine the, the disparities in the coverage by providing statistics to explain the phenomenon of the missing white woman syndrome. And when it comes to sociology, uh, it looks at the social, political, and economic relations between races and ethnic groups in society. And in sociology, it studies multiple pillars of racism in this country. And each of these investigate, each of these can investigate the impact of racial and gender bias in the institution of the media. News media is a business. They tend to report the stories that will bring in viewers. But the lack of reporting on missing brown and black women and girls in America, again, exposes how black lives don't matter in this country. This is an important topic that we must look into further. We see it whenever we watch the news. Uh, A missing white girl goes missing. It's plastered on the news, billboards. Everybody's out doing the search. The news news organizations are covering the search. But black women and black girls that go missing do not get the same treatment as white women. We must end the missing white woman syndrome and give each missing person equal coverage to ensure that their recovery and return to their family is more, uh, can happen more often than finding dead bodies on the side of the road. So that does it for this episode of King Truth Podcast. I just wanted to record um, this episode because I haven't recorded one in a while, but I'll be back to pretty much give you an update on why I haven't been recording as often and what has been going on. So Uh, The next episode, um, I think that's going to be a uh, story time to, you know, let y'all know what's going on. So thank you for listening. Um, Please like and comment uh, on the podcast. Um, Just let me know, man, um, what y'all want to hear what y'all are interested in and I'll be back uh, next time. Peace.